Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Manchester United Football Social with full-time devils. Welcome to the full-time Devils takeover of the Manchester Football Social. It is Thursday night, so we took Manchester United for the next hour, and we love it here on the show. The international break might be uh, upon us, but we are going to be talking. Yes, thank you very much. Actually, I'll introduce you to first. I've got Abdullah and Webby uh, from full-time Devils. Gentlemen, you'll be spending the next hour with me. Good evening. Evening, Joe. Evening, Joe. How are you doing? I'm very, very well. Uh, coming up in this show, we're going to be chatting about all things Manchester United. We're going to have a chat about Paul Pogba. He always seems to open his mouth during the international breaks. Uh, a chat about Barcelona tickets as well. How the uh, new camp tickets are a bit more expensive for United fans. And just making sure everything is steady. Get a hold of that wheel, steady it up, and make sure that Ollie's team will come fighting all the way to the end of the season. Which is what I'm going to speak to you first about, Webby. Two defeats back-to-back for Manchester United. We need someone like you to let everyone know everything's going to be all right. Is that what you believe? Yeah, I do, Joe. Obviously, you look at the Arsenal game, it was just that game too much for me. You know, we had the chances. You know, Lukaku puts that away early doors, but, but he never. But the Wolves game, let's have it right, the better team won. You know, I always thought it was going to be an hard game at Wolves. You know, did and on that, they deserve to be at Old Trafford in the league this year. He's got them playing well. They've got some great players. And it just seemed we had that many players coming back from injury. We, they look, we look rusty. Not tired, we look rusty, you know. We, people like Matic, he checked him three or four games to get back in his rhythm then. Yeah. You know, so it, it was hard, you know. And we got beat 2-1 and all my hands up, Wolves deserved it. And I wish them all the best in the semi-final. And they hope they're going to win the cup and it'll stop City getting his quadruple. But no, fair play, the best team won, Joe. Indeed, oh three four five trouble one seven six two five. Come and have your say. What are you think, you Manchester United fans? Your first time since that game for you to come and have uh, a chat with us about what happened on the weekend and possibly over the last uh, couple of uh, legs. Now I know Abdullah, you'd be all over full time Devils videos and uh, working with the Statman Dave, who's on Monday show. And he probably spoke about this game to death. But one more time for us, Abdul. What happened? On the weekend, and like Webby says, is everything all right? Um, I, I agree with Webby. I think some of the players were just a bit rusty. We seemed to be slow to, ev- to every ball in midfield. Paul Pogba just overplaying it, you know, looking a bit of his old self. Looked a bit Van Hal, Mourinho-esque altogether. A bit dire in midfield, nothing mm-hmm. going forward. N- not what we've been used to over the last few months with Oli. And uh, it could just be seen as a as a one-off game. We've, we've seen us 
lose to the worst teams under Sir Alex, then go on and to win Champions League knockout games. It happens. It's really about how you bounce back. And we've got a bounce back card when we've come back. And I think Oddie's going to get the lads fired up for the coming game. So not worried for now. But overall, the Wolves game was disappointing. It's really about what we can do bouncing back. Because, you know, like Webby said, they're a top side. They're in touching distance of all the top six, uh, you know, obviously teams. They've, they've challenged them. They've, they've had some good results against them. Uh, you know they've got a good record against all the top sides so overall you can't complain too much in regards to how good Wolves are and ending up losing to them it's just the manner that happened was a bit frustrating because we just seemed too slow and we ran out of ideas in that game left Lukaku that's what we did. Definitely. Oh, we you know, and I wouldn't have said well, that. What turnaround? You wouldn't have said that. No, but his yeah. the presence there. You know, we look very light up front. You know what I mean? Yeah. That Bowley and that uh, Cody was just like seemed to dominate physical. And I'm thinking if Lukaku's up there, he's, he's going to make him think. But you there know, look at, you're looking at the yeah. game there. We we just didn't create anything. There wasn't a know. run in the box at all. Like no, Marcus no. did it the odd time, but because they had three centre halves, I think Jesse was like out the game, and I think that's where. I would have personally took my H out once mm-hmm. once that uh, first goal goes in. I would have gone Pogba, Herrera and Jesse moving to maybe the eight roll like he does for England and maybe just go for that extra bit of bite and, and pace in midfield. But, yeah, you know, we do that, that shows the lack of quality when we've got to put Scott McTominay up playing off the striker in the end and matter as well where the options are. And you look at City a couple hours before our game, Aguero, Sterling, VAR obviously gave them a bit of a nudge in the end mm-hmm. as well, but... You know, look at the difference in options and what they can do compared to us. It's true. Uh, this is the full-time Neville's takeover, talking whatever you want to do, uh, to talk about, sorry, that involves Manchester United. We've got James on the line. Hello, James. Hiya. How you doing, Hi, James? James. Hi, mate. James, we're going to talk about whatever you want to chat about. So what is it uh, you can, you want to say today? Well, just while we go about ticket prices, really, I mean, I don't think the people that are coming from Vietnam or Japan should be punished, really, that are paying, you know, these stupid amounts for tickets, because if you had one chance to see United in your life, you'd pay that amount. But it's those annoying touts that, uh, in the Stratford and in the singing section that are selling these tickets for two, three hundred pounds are the ones that we should be punished for, because it's just a joke, really, that, you know, they're charging this stupid amount for tickets. And, you know, I think people should just charge face value, and they're just ripping fans off, you know, in the away section. I think the tickets uh, in the away end on, uh, on these websites, and it's like 1,500 quid for a seat in the away end of Barcelona. It's just mental, right? And uh, I want to have a go at the disabled section as well. Not look for themselves, but the club. You know, why are they putting Barcelona fans in such good view of the seats right behind the away stand? They still haven't done anything regarding what's on PSG, San Etienne, Juventus. They were fighting as well. And people like, you know, Alex is going to miss out on a quarter final of the European Cup because it doesn't feel safe. You know, I don't know why they moved the case stand in there and then move the away fans up to ET2 because then, you know, they're right at the top then and, and uh, you know, they don't get quite as much for the singing section and that's where the United fans get put in there. They can increase the atmosphere and we've got a better chance of sort of winning. James, you're certainly coming in there. You, you, you're spotting us in, in what you're saying there. I remember a few years back, I think we played PSV uh, in the Champions League and they put them in tier three. So it can be done. Yeah. You know, it can be done. I remember yeah. we played Villa as well in the league game and he put them up there. Yeah. You know, why should these teams come to Old Trafford, get decent seats, which they are in the L stand yeah. and the South stand and then obviously move them over to the K stand. And wherever we go, I don't go to European away games now. I've done all that. I'm quite lucky. We'll yeah. speak about it later about being probably one of 100, 150 went to every round in the treble. It'll something I'll, I'll always remember. But we always get put up in the gods. Yeah. Now, I remember my ticket. I've still got it home. When we played... Barcelona in the group stage in 99, my ticket was £58, mm-hmm. English money. 
Now, when we played in the final, my ticket was £14 and about 800 feet further down. You know, and then I've seen United yeah. fans have got to pay 120 euros. It's absolute disgrace. Now, how long is it before your wafer are going to let these teams set the mickey out the English clubs more than United, more than anything? You know, it's an absolute yeah, joke. I see, yeah, I've seen a thing about uh, a reporter asked someone at UEFA about whether they're going to do a cap on the ticket prices and they sort of just shrugged it off. They were like, yeah, we are looking at it. There was no, like, you know, understanding or passion about what the fans want and what they need. That's why the the, the final was, going to, was held at Wembley again because Platini, when he was in charge of UEFA, he's seen how much money he could rake out the English yeah. punters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for the final tickets, it was an absolute disgrace. I think my final ticket, I got it through a friend, was something <laughs> like 1,500 quid for the seat in a football match. You know, for that, I want steak. It wasn't, Joe, it was just, it was a normal seat at Club Wembley, you know, and I'm thinking, well, these people have been, I'm going to pay these prices and how long is it going to continue? Your wafer will continue, continue to do it because, you know, the English fans will pay it. It's an absolute mm -hmm. disgrace. Yeah. Well, uh, it's 120 euros that Barcelona charging United fans, which is the most expensive tickets in United's history outside of a final. Uh, and you know, you know, United aren't doing it back. But this, they did that earlier on in this season. They fought back a bit. United might look to just make the away fans when they come to Old Trafford, Barcelona fans, pay a bit more. But it shouldn't be the fans that are getting priced out. It yeah. should be the clubs having the cap on them and saying you can't do that. Shouldn't be we should we shouldn't have to punish Barcelona fans. No. United should and Barcelona need to, you know. Give the heads a wobble. The two big clubs give your heads a wobble. You know, you look at it there, how decent I'm going about the seats again. You know, you're away from there, whether it's a Premier League, FA Cup, Champions League, you come to Old Trafford, you get a great view of the pitch, you're not getting ripped off. You know, and then we go to Europe now. I can understand what you're saying about young Alex because I know him and I know he was scared of speaking to his dad. But they've done it again. Yeah. These, I don't know what these these pyro dogs do at Old Trafford. They're not doing the job. You know, you see them all outside when you go into your seat, and then when that when that ball's being shaped, they're all getting let off. Yeah. You know, so what they're doing? So I'm not saying Barcelona fans are the same as PSG, but I bet you knocking back now they will have flares inside that ground at eight o'clock when we play them. The thing is, I think if you look at it, a few years ago, we played Sociedad at Old Trafford, and I think they stuck them in the East Stands here too. And we had that, I think that was the first sort of run of the, the singing section mm -hmm. that they had. And it was a brilliant atmosphere. It yes. was wet because I think because of how the roof is and everything. United, even when we put our best effort in there at times, I know the atmosphere lacks, it won't catch on. And, and that day was it was actually really good yeah. atmosphere yeah. around Old Trafford because of that. What, what's wrong with that? Putting them in tier two. We do that with the English clubs, with the like City and Liverpool. We put them in tier two in the FA Cup. Why can't we do that in Europe? I, I just don't understand. There's no reason for it. The safety of disabled fans is the most important thing around there, and and for us to allow that ha to happen to them and the likes of Alex, you know, to miss that game is frustrating. But he's going to be safe enough to go and watch it in their ground away at Barcelona, but can't be safe enough to watch it in the home ground, you know, at Old Trafford. It's shocking. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, Alex uh, Neil is a, a wonderful uh, fan of Manchester United. He's been on the show uh, many times. His dad, sorry, John Neil, just talking about Manchester United. He uh, doesn't feel safe uh, about going to Old Trafford to watch. Uh, Barcelona against United just because of where the away fans are so it, it's difficult for United fans but is there any reason why Webby you can see that it happens it can't, there's I nothing just, that stands out do you know what Abdul's got it spot on there we, we draw say Ipswich in the FA Cup they're on tier 2 Yeah. we draw Liverpool in the FA Cup they're on tier 2 
So why can't they put Barcelona up there? Is it something that they're scared of upsetting these foreign mm -hmm. people? And I, I don't know. I'd love someone from the club to answer. I know the, the gentleman's on Twitter, is it Trey or someone who, who organise these singing sections and move them round? It's friends with people at the club and they've knocked them back. So I just can't see what excuse it's they can use. It's not even bad. If you look at it, compare that East Stand to who I've sat there myself. It's nowhere near as bad as where I've sat at Sevilla or where some of the guys have sat at Paris all the way up. Like, oh, you're going to sit in Barcelona in a few weeks' time. Oh, mate, believe I you me, look. you believe you me, I've been up there in a few times, and it's like if you look at Old Trafford, we've got obviously North Stand one, two, one, I've two, and three. I've sat in that Sir Alex right, tier three. Right, well, let me tell <laughs> no. you, this is going to be Sir Alex <laughs> tier nine. The players, <laughs> uh, it's unbelievable. Is you know, when it, it's that bad, and you, you're paying the top dollar. But United as a club, Shocking. I've never ever. For me, my personal view is looks after their fans when they've gone on foreign soil no, to no. get them the best seats, the best everything. Definitely not. But Just it needs about to change. Just everyone else, isn't it? Of course. What did you make of getting Barcelona, Webby? We've not had you on. Uh, do, it was. I, I, I announced it on Twitter, didn't I? I, I did the, I've done it. I, I know, did the draw you, and I said Barcelona, yeah. City would get New, Newport County. Yeah. You know, uh, no, if you want to win the best, you've got to beat the best and at the moment. And I'll tell you what I did watch. I actually uh, watched a bit of the highlights of their game on Monday. I had to turn it off after 10 minutes. Right. You know, Messi was frightening, you know, and he scored oh. an hat-trick, you know. But they're not the team they was. I'm not saying they're not. They're still not a great team. I think there's a chance we could get at them, but obviously we've got to go over there with a couple yeah. of goals and not concede at Old Trafford, and hopefully Messi does his hamstring in within a couple of weeks because that kid's getting better and better. You know, you keep going on about Messi, this, Ronaldo, that, but... On his day, Messi's as best as anything. And he's yeah. a, I've said it on this show, the best foreign player or away team player I've seen live at Old Trafford has been Messi when we beat him 1-0. And the kid had been out four weeks injured and he should have had a penalty after 30 seconds. His goals, he acted him down. Yeah. So you want to see the best players, but I hope he's injured. Yeah, you do. Oh, 0345 treble one seven six two five eight double seven double one. You predicted it, Abdullah, and you think United... You know, they aren't going to be the favourites going into that one. No, but looking at it, and from what we saw against Wolves, we I kind of thought we were going to win that one. Is it going to be a whitewash? I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to be like where they come out and thrash us. I think we will, you know, go out and, and, and have a bit of a clash in midfield with them. The thing is, like, me and Steve were talking about this the other day on, on Full Time Devils, and we were just saying, like, it could work out for us where. You know, they're a team that play with the ball higher up the pitch, their defenders step out, and that plays into the hands of Marcus Rashford, Jesse Lingard, and Martial to get in behind them. And uh, that could be a positive for us, especially you go to a new camp, big ground, you know, you, the atmosphere there, the second leg, it could sort of play into hands in terms of that. Um, it's just for me about how they've been trying to play in central, you know, with Coutinho, Messi coming on the inside. I think our problem is when teams get wide on us, and we've seen that with Di Maria and Mbappe at Old Trafford. You know, once Di Maria was direct on us, he was their best player over two legs, in my opinion, Di Maria. You know, no matter what we think of him, he was brilliant in those two games. And, you know, lucky enough, when he got through in that end of that game, he didn't put that chance away. But it's that sort of, you know, vibe that, that sort of just makes me think, oh, it's a bit of a risk playing against those really wide players. And luckily... Other than Dembele, who could possibly be out for Barca, they love to come on the inside. I think once Mike Herrera, Pogba on top of their game and we can get them in full fitness and Jesse Lingard, they can shut that midfield down like we've seen them do in some of the big games this season. So, yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, that, that sort of uh, tactical clash happens and, 
and we can hit them on the counter. There's quite a funny story that Ron Atkinson uh, told uh, on MUTV uh, about... 1984. And I know, I know. You tell the story a lot. Uh, Ron Atkinson has hinted that a City Centre Hotel might have helped Manchester United side beat Barcelona. He goes on to say in this interview he did with pa uh, Paddy Crennan that uh, somebody uh, once asked me why, what was the key moment in the game? I said it was the night before. There was loads of noise in the hotel, lots of fans uh, uh, dotted about, and Maradona liked it, and he joined in. So it could have been that, you know, maybe I've won too many the night before. But he says he's never experienced an atmosphere like that when Atkinson anywhere in the world at Old Trafford in 1984. Absolutely bouncing. The ground was shaking, literally shaking, you know, to the scoreboard. You know, it was just one of those nights, you know, because if you look at that Barcelona team, obviously Maradona, Schuster... And about the, the other nine were all Spanish internationals, you know what I mean? So yeah. it was a great team. And obviously, I remember watching the first leg, getting beat great among scoring their typical own goal. And the night was unbelievable, you know, just to beat them, you know, because no one gave us a chance, you know. Robbo was unbelievable. Like Ray Wilkins, Remy Moses, Arnold Muren, Big Norman, Frank, you know, Kev Moran. It was a great night, great team performance. And then you look at the semi final as well. You go to the semi final, we, we're playing one of the greatest teams in Europe, Juventus, you know. and we drew them one all at Old Trafford, you know, we had a lot of suspensions and injuries. Alan Davies, God rest his soul, scored the goal in the night for us one all. Mm -hmm. We goes over to Juventus and if you look at the Juventus team, you had Zoff, uh, Paolo Rossa, Boniek, Platina, you know, half the Italian team and Norman gets us one all and uh, Boniek scored the winner in injury time to knock us out 3-2 and aggregate, you know, and I always remember Norman telling me when he comes back there, obviously he's broken in the first team and then Big runs puts him in the reserves the day later, you know, getting back down to work. But great memories, Joe. And obviously, if we could, we could make that noise we did at Old Trafford, like 83, and like it was in 2008 when we beat him, we've got a hell of a chance. Hell of a chance. Hopefully so. Uh, 0345-111-765. Hopefully going live on YouTube for the next part of the show. So good to have your calls and your chat about uh, tickets for United fans, about Oli uh, and his uh, role at the club and his future at the club, about the team's performances you've witnessed over the last couple of weeks. 0345-111-765. Come and have your say, and we'll be right back after this. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Manchester United Football Social with full-time devils. Welcome back to the Manchester United Football <coughs> Social with full-time Devils. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we started at six, but we're going live on YouTube right now. Come and say hello. Uh, if you want to give us a call and have your say about anything Manchester United, 0345 7625 We can come and have a chat about anything, about Ollie's uh, last couple of weeks in charge of United, about Paul Pogba's comments in the international break, always seems to pipe up then, uh, and about ticket prices for United fans uh, across the world. You know, when people come into United, I've heard of all sorts uh the the prices people are pay, uh, paying to get to old trafford for united against barcelona we've got to have a chat about the draw as well can we get through oh three four five treble one seven six two five come and have your say i'm with abdul and i'm with webby gentlemen good evening good evening uh lots of players were well and i say lots of players there was a good handful of united players that were in the international uh break and they were going off and they were going to do their thing We've had a couple of injuries. Well, a lot of injuries. Now, uh, I don't know who is that. Do we figure it out? I think it was Valencia. Uh, I think it was... Uh, and Paul Pogba's Pogba, definitely in there. Scott McTominay. Yes. Well, yeah. Rashford pulls out today. Lukaku's out. It's, you know, it, is it a good thing? Is it a good thing? With that bothered? You know what? It was a master of it, Fergie. Giggs got absolutely slaughtered. Still does to, to this day about him pulling out on all these yeah. internationals. But he benefited us, the club, you know... Meaningless friendlies. Well, saying that, I went to I went to watch Wales versus Trinidad and Tobago last night. Oh yeah. How Let me that? tell you what the game wasn't a great game, uh, but tell you what those Welsh know how to sing an anthem. Really? Oh, I tell you what. <laughs> hey, hey, pack, hey, nothing against it. Nothing against it. You know, it was really, really good. Uh, terrible game. Uh, obviously, the main player wasn't playing. Bale and Ramsey and whoever's, but. No, Trinidad just missed Dwight York up front. If you had York up front, he might have notched. But no, it was a, it was a good evening. Uh, went down with uh, Vicky and Mickey Thomas. You know, we how is Mickey T doing? Yeah, he's struggling a bit at the moment, but we he, we, we send him all our love. You know, Indeed. he's a top man and he will beat it. Uh, I know that. Great to see him. Spend a few hours with him. But you know, fair play to Wales. Uh, you get what you what you're given. You know what I mean? And they've got average players, but they battle and they won the game one 0 So. And they got a big game Sunday, but no fair play to the Wales fans. They, uh, they did light up that ground last night with that anthem. Very impressed. Oh three four five treble one seven six two five. Come and give us a call. You get us. You go. You get your call in now. Uh, we can get you on before the end of the show. Uh, do you think it's a good thing then that all these players are back fit? Then uh, well, we're back fit for the time we play our next game. But then yeah. again, Abdul, there's no excuses then. You know, because you look yeah. at big teams like City and, and Chelsea and Arsenal, <laughs> and they can all go. Well, we've had players in international break. United, they're, well, they're best. They do it a lot, don't they? I think just they let me Just let me just put in, did you see that tackle on that Sane? Tackle on Sane was oh, unbelievable. Yeah, go and check that, that, that out. That, if you've that not seen could it. have ended his career. It really You know, could and have. if you're a City fan or the kid plays for Dortmund or whoever, that's what I mean about some of these meaningless friendlies. You get these yeah. plant pots on the other team trying to make a name themselves, trying to make a move to a bigger club, and that could have broke his leg, finished mm. his career. Yeah, you know, it's a disgrace. That. We've seen that on the international breaks before. Uh, players doing that and you know obviously it's a city play but that's that's what can potentially happen to some of our players it, yeah, it could like, do on, on, a, on a meaningless game that means nothing at all it does well, we've had a couple of uh, incidents 
some have gone our way, a lot of others haven't. And we're going to have a little debate now between us. Uh, your thoughts as well. 0345 one seven six two five. Uh, because it's international break, we can get into a topic that's not really about United, but more necessarily will affect United. But a football debate as a whole is on VAR. Now, it probably gave Abdul one of the best moments of his life, VAR, yeah. when Rashford scores that penalty. But at the minute, at the way it is and the state it is of taking very long time to, for decisions to be made and etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. VAR in football, Webby, your opinions, do you like it? Absolute joke. A joke. My, my first experience of being in the stadium, VAR, was Uddersfield versus Manchester United last year when they disallowed Matt's goal, when he was two yards onside. And then the TV drew, drew a line, it went even straight to try and yeah. explain the decision. Now, you look at the, the one at, at Paris, uh, it looks like the foreign VAR would go for that as handball every day. If that was in the Premier League, it wouldn't have happened. But if you look at the handball at Wolves in the Cup, it was a penalty. He didn't even check with VAR. It, I'm not just saying it's number red, but it was a, more of a penalty than the one we got in Paris now. Well, yeah. And it proves that now because there's no English referees now left in yeah. Europe because once, we don't use VAR. Exactly. Once VAR's done right and it's been used over a season or two, it actually it works pretty well. I watch a lot of Italian football, you see, and... And I notice it, it's a lot quicker on the decisions. They get the decisions right. There's not a lot of controversy. In the first season, there was at times. But they get stuff done. Whereas us, they use it in the United game, in the FA Cup, but don't, don't use it in the City game. You've got to use it. Otherwise, it's not fair how yeah. the competitions run. Mm -hmm. You can't use it in one game in the FA Cup and not the other because then that's an unfair advantage for the other team. D and if you want to get the best out of VAR, you've got to use it in every opportunity when you can, like in the FA Cup. So... It's not working right so, now in England. So what, what's the, what's what's the standard? So it comes in effect in every game next season, correct? Uh, I don't know if they've before. taken a decision. I don't think they've taken. Well, if that if the FA are trying to make a decision, we might as well come back in eight years' time because they still be messing about that mob. Yeah. No, it's got to be. If you look at it right, I'll always remember, and it, it I have to laugh about it because I don't like the football club. Bolton Wonders scored a goal years and years ago. It was about eight foot over the line. Yeah. Oh, and I those two that. points... I remember that. Yeah. Relegating them. The relegation Those, those battle, two yeah. points wouldn't have oh. put Bolton in the mess they are today. Yeah, I always go back to that goal, you know, where it clearly looks it's over the line. In the back of the net. In the back of the net. Yeah. Clear? It's a joke. <laughs> you know, so, ball, obviously... The player's leg was, like, fully over the line, kicked it out, and that's when you're like... Phew. They've got to use it, because today, the, the matter of fact, nowadays, for the, for the sake of one point could determine somebody's yeah. livelihood. Mm -hmm. Obviously, so that was goal, goal line technology, but other moments as just as yeah. offside. As in, you see how Sa Sa Swansea sorry, got knocked out of the FA Cup, yeah. and that's unfair for them. Yeah. You know, An offside and, and a penalty, whether it's City or whatever else, you've knocked a team out who've, against the odds... I just can't understand City. why they can use it in one game and not the other. Yeah, that's you a know, disgrace it's stupid to me. That's a disgrace. Have they not got enough staff? I'd go one of those cabins if they played me. It's not like they're playing in a park or something. They're playing at a Premier League site, pretty much. Swansea been all in the Prem for years and it's a proper, like, ground, isn't it? They can use VAR there, surely. Uh, listen, uh, get in touch, 0345-111-7625. Give us a call. The number is along your screen if you're watching on YouTube. Um, because it's international break as well, we're going to do a little uh, question and answer. If you want us to... Uh, Sort of answer a question you've got Manchester United related. Get into the comment section on YouTube eight double seven double one. We'll have a chat about it. Uh, I can see one from Football XD saying is Rashford overrated? Yes. No. Webby, no. yes. It depends who's rating him. I think 
some of our fans um, they, they get overexcited when certain players do well but then once something goes wrong for them they dig them out instantly I think he's fairly rated by some and overrated as it happens with a lot of players um, I think in the last few games the reason a lot of people changing their mind with Marcus Rashford some three four weeks ago buzzing off him saying oh he should be the United striker but then asking him to be sold like last week, he's been clearly playing with a knock for me since yeah. Liverpool. Clearly, he was, mm-hmm. he was playing with painkillers half-time against Liverpool, then comes back against Palace two days later. Got, he's gone Paris, stuck that penalty away, was running his legs all game, and then he's gone on international duty with England. He definitely needs to recover from the ankle injury. It was yeah, bruised. I'm just, I'm just having a joke there. Yeah. I think, obviously, with Mark, is he, the, the way he is and the way he's, yeah. he's stormed into the team, the, his debut, obviously, in the Europa League, then the Premiership... People are just going to going to say that because they're going to look at other centre yeah. forwards we've had. The kid's only twenty. If he stays there, can he beat beat Rooney's record? You never know. Uh, for me, he needs a break. Yeah. You know, the kid's only twenty or whatever it is, twenty twenty one. He needs a break. Uh, should be getting more help. But end of the day, one on one, I think it's so much that. With with Marcus, it reminds me of Danny Welbeck in a way. If it's instinctive, he'll score. If he's got time to think then it starts a bit of a problem. But it's cost us nothing, so give the kid a chance. And, and on top you... of that, you've got to look at all the big games, you know, comes into Arsenal City, so many big games he scored, in, and um, obviously Paris as well. And, and I think, yeah, sometimes we've got to think too much is not putting them away. But if you look at, you know, the goal against Spurs, goals against Leicester, those moments there, and I think he'll build on it. And for me, sometimes it gets down to hunger, whether the player wants it enough, whether he wants to fight for the badge, whether he wants to, to keep his place in the side. And mm-hmm. I think Marcus has got all of that. And I think uh, he just needs some working on with Oli over the summer, hopefully over his finishing. Indeed. So a couple of things for you. If you're watching, listening live, 877-11 on the text, 0345-111-7625. Come give us a call. If you can't call, get onto YouTube, uh, watch us live and put in the comment sections any questions you've got. Ryan Pierce, I see yours. We'll have a chat uh, about yours in a second, but we're going to go to MJ, who's on the phone. Hello, MJ. How you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm very well. What do you want to speak about, mate? Basically, I've just got two questions to ask you, uh, the panel, this week. Yeah, mate, what are the two? Give us the first one. First one is, um, do you trust Ed Woodward to sign the right players this summer? Do you trust Ed Woodward? I wouldn't trust Ed Woodward melting ice. <laughs> That's my opinion. That is my opinion. The man's a rugby bloke, supports Liverpool. That's all I have to say. You know, but no, but then again, he's always come up with the money. Uh, I just don't personally like him. That's my opinion. I think I think the person in charge of our football club should be a football bloke who loves Manchester United. He loves rugby and supports Liverpool, so there you go. Do you, do you trust him, MJ? Absolutely not. And um, just like the second question is, like, if we just look at um, since um, Ferguson and um, uh, David Gill retired, just like how, for some reason, I think he just likes big name players that are past their prime. Like, look at, if you remember Falcao, that was just one sign I couldn't understand after he come back from a bad knee injury. Uh, Schweinsteiger, another player who was like just over the age, and you know, then we had Sanchez as well. And if you look at Sanchez last year, like he just wasn't doing anything for um, Arsenal before he came to us. Yeah. But another big name player, I think, and I just got a feeling. 
I think every, everything just seems really commercial around Ed Woodward. Uh, what we're hearing as Absolutely. well from when, when he's when he's sitting down with the players, he's telling them, you know, oh, I'm going to make you this much money because you're going to get this much, you know, sponsorship with Adidas, with this, with that, you know, the next noodle sponsor, the next tractor sponsor, Do all like of that. Noodles. And that's what that's all we're talking about with him. It's just so frustrating. He's, he's spot on what he said about David Gill and Ferg, you know. Yeah. They're a pair of bullies. And I mean that in a good way. They've done bullying for Manchester United Football Club. Whatever player we wanted, we got. Yeah. You know, and to lose both of them at the same time was a right blow. Everyone was about mm-hmm. Fergie's going to replace him, but it was a blow losing David yeah. Gill because yeah. he knew the right people. And it's right, they bullied people into selling players to us. You know, and it was great for us. And we, Fergie always got the man he wanted. You know what I mean? And it was great. And to you lose both of like, them. You look at like a, some, some of the last ones. I mean, Van Persie you go to, 24 mil, you know, he's just had the season of his life at Arsenal. That's a steal. And then he goes and wins the title for us. Bullied him. Where's that from us? Yeah. We're not even. We're not. We don't shop, I think we don't shop around the Premier League. You know, for, for me as well. All of it is is like he comes. Obviously, we got Alexis Sanchez. But look, before that, everyone else from outside the Prem. You know, you got to go. You know, for the players that have got that potential and that have got that Premier League experience. Not just about how much commercial money they're going to make the club. And how much sell them we yeah. can get if we, if we exactly. didn't go to sell them. You know, you got to look at the. You look at the the one there. What stands out for me was Kante. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying he won the league for Leicester on his own, but Chelsea seen it. Yeah, when, what do you want from him? Oh well, Ezzy, we'll pay it. Yeah. Do you know what? He, if if I heard him, he's unhappy at Chelsea. I would go but to them. That's what I'm know. saying. That's See, it. what makes sense this summer is to splash some money at Chelsea for Kante because it's an unsettling situation for Chelsea right now. You go for Kante, Wambasaka at Palace. He's played two brilliant season um, you know with Palace in the Premier League he's won I think the, the most tackles out of any defender in the Premier League he's only a young lad and he's someone that we, that can replace Ashley Young there that's it and then you've got Ruben Neves controls the midfield against Wolves bust it against us the other day those are Premier League players that make sense that change our side if you get what I'm saying and, and it's not always about the big names like MJ just said and uh, let's just see if Ed Woodward's got it in him and he's going to speak to people that understand the football because all this director of football talk had gone away. We're not going to forget that, Ed Woodward. You do need to get stuff done for us. You need the director of football in to work on transfers from now. The fans aren't going to sit, stand for it anymore. No. And the likes of Paul Pogba, David De Gea will leave if you don't build a team around them. Ed Woodward needs to get that into his head. We need a big summer at Old Trafford. And if we don't, then that's it. The club's over. Well... That was Abdul. I mean, you told us there, mate. Uh, get your calls in 0345 Thank you very much, MJ. If you're watching, make sure you get your comments in. Ryan, I still see your comment. I see you see your comment. E-T- E-R-T, random. I still see your comment. Paul's goals. I don't think it's the real one. Although he's got time in his hands. Uh, get your comments in and we'll get to your <coughs> questions. I'm just going to go to Russell because he's in South Africa. Hello, Russell. Hello guys, how you doing? Hi Russell. Hey, let me turn you up, Russell. Russell, how you doing, mate? What do you want to speak about? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm doing alright. I mean, in terms of football, not so great with the past two results. But uh, yeah, generally I'm doing alright. And I just want to talk about the international break and how I think uh, at this time of the season it's such a anti-climax. Um, I, I really don't understand why they cannot uh, find the time to, to slot it in uh, where it doesn't really affect teams that are challenging for I don't know for trophies and for for even relegation you know if you're if you're if you're a relegation team and I don't know there's an international break and you've gathered some um, some momentum and then you have to go for three weeks it comes back it's just so negative I don't see the positive side of this international break to be honest 
I don't think any people like club football can yeah. see it. I mean, it's just all. I'm, I'm looking at it now, though, uh, what Russell just said. I totally understand what he's saying, but Carrington must have been hammered this week. Yeah. You know, normally when United years ago, they had that many. It used to be like one or two players left behind, but surely we would have had a right squad yeah. left there this week. You know, and he probably would have played Wales, wouldn't he? Uh, yeah. And 11 aside, proper game. You know, but I understand what he said. This time of the year when it's squeaky bum time coming close to it, you know, yeah. you've got your cup Such finals in, in your, your Europe, you've got your FA Cup, you've got your league league deciders coming, what is the eight or nine games left? And then they throw in the Nationals now. I know they're qualified, but surely they could have moved them and forgot this stupid friendly. Because yeah. if you're a team going for a big prize, and like just say Sane would have broke his leg, put him out for the season. That could have disrupted City. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's a meaningless friendly what's done it in some no. plant pot who wants to make a name for himself. Now for me, he got a red card. I'd ban him me for for six months for that tackle. From from from, from, your, from European from international football. Yeah. Letting play club football, yeah. but banning from that maker thing because that could have broke yeah. the kid's leg yeah, and could have, could have ended his career. Russell, thank you very much for your call. Top man, hey, Russell. Uh, 0345 We're going to go through some quick fire questions here. Uh, Rabio uh, for Manchester United. Do you think he's a good fit? Uh, will he work well at Old Trafford? That's from Ryan Pierce. Um A brilliant player. I think he's a great midfielder. Uh, obviously, his attitude sounds like it stinks. Unfortunately, yeah, that's at what Paris. He, uh, Ryan but you get him for free and. Another Frenchman next to Pogba. Why not switch things up a bit in midfield? Let's make some clever signings like the likes of Juve. Don't always spend the big bucks other than Ronaldo, maybe. But, you know, <laughs> they make the clever win. ones like Mitsuidi from Paris change their team. ERT Random says Martial or Rashford. It's for you, Webby. Martial just... Martial just uh, and we are going to get into this one Marcus I think Rashford. it needs Marcus Rashford <laughs> all day right we're going to have a chat about a director of football and all of your questions as well on this uh, live chat if you want to get onto it YouTube full time devils give them subscribe if you want to actually have a chat with us on the video 0345 treble one seven six two five, and we'll be right back after this Manchester United Football Social subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show Manchester United Football Social with full time devils Welcome back to the full-time Devils takeover of the Manchester Football Social. Get in touch, 0345 7625 Rob and Phil, I can see you're waiting to have a chat. Uh, also, get in the comment section as well and come and have your say. Uh, John Neal, who's watching, hello, John. Uh, question for Webby, what's the max bid on the shirt for Mickey T? Which shirt? We've got two shirts. Two shirts. We've got the Teddy Sheringham 99 treble shirt, and we've got... Uh, a Real Madrid signed Gareth Bale shirt. At the moment, last time I looked, it was £390 by the same gentleman for both shirts. I think it was 140 Bale, 250 Sheddingham. Right, Kane, so you can raise some money for Mickey T. Get bidding, go to my Twitter thing, you'll see everything there. Great cause. Let's get it up to as much as we can for the great man. We're going to speak to Rob now, who's on the phone. Hello, Rob. Hi, Rob. Are you right? Yeah, very good, man. Uh, you want to talk about uh, sports psychology? Are you more intelligent than me, please? Because I don't know, yeah, I won't know I'm much. I'm a, I'm a sports psychologist, um, and no, obviously I know United have got one. And I just thought of what, thought of what you think on sports psychology, because um, I know it's a big thing at United at the minute. So what are your thoughts on it, really? In, in what sort of sense? About like, how the players are thinking at this moment in time? 
Yeah, it's, it's about it's a lot of it's through the culture at the minute, um, the, the culture of the football club and the way it's being run, sort of organisational culture of it, um, and just sort of what your thoughts and whether you think it'd be it's worth players sort of doing really. What do you think, Abdul? Go on, Abdul. You I, can answer I, this. I one, don't so. know much about sports psychology, but it anything makes a difference these days. If you yeah. look at it now, obviously these footballers got that much free time, you know, and yeah. that much money, you know, and if. Things like this could help, you know what I mean? Because I know a few ex-players who said to me they were bored, and I'm thinking, how could you be bored, you know, <coughs> to do something like... Obviously, if you look at it, they start at 10, finish at 1. You all right there, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah all right. Sorry, So, that. obviously, <laughs> it, it, it's something what they need, you know, and obviously you read about, and obviously you see about all these players with the demons, with yeah. the gambling and the drugs... And, you know, and people say, I don't feel sorry for him, but I do, because they're human beings, you know. Yeah. I've seen that, new, uh, read that in the paper about Merson breaking down on that TV programme. Now, love our hating Paul Merson. He says it how he sees it, and he, apparently he looks in a bad way. You know, and he's, it's common knowledge what he was doing at Arsenal. He wasn't on his own. It was a drinking club. We had one at United with, with certain ex-players. Yeah. And it must be hard, so this psychology will help him. But what they do, I don't know, but it must help them because each big club has one. Rob, what would you do? What are you learning now that could be sort of put onto this United team to, to get better results? I think it's all about the culture, to be honest. It's about, like, since Ollie came in, it's just the, the football club, the way the football club is running has just completely changed. Like, honestly, it's like you don't, you've never seen anything like it. With, with the way Ollie's come in and, and done what he's done, it's massive. It's absolutely massive. And it's, the effect of that is unbelievable, especially on the psychology of the players. As you can see, you know, they're playing better on the pitch already, aren't they? Rob, thank you very much for your call, mate. 0345 treble one seven six two five. Come on, have you say? We've got Phil in London. Hello, Phil. How you doing, mate? Hi, Phil. Hello, guys. How are Hi, you? Hi, Phil. Yeah, not bad, mate. Oh, we're bored. We're bored, Phil. <laughs> what do you want to talk about, You're Phil? Bored. Just bored because football. Yeah, well, international break, mate. Not yeah, of you. Not well, of you, Phil. Yeah. You've I'm only on an international just break. I normally live in Germany, so I'm home for the week. Oh, lovely. Oh, lovely. 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 What do you want to talk about? I was actually say, going to say how great it feels to have Ollie at the wheel. Hey, Jay, keep, keep it coming, mate. And I wanted to say it because as an older fan from the, the horrid days before um, Doherty and what have you, I have something that, you know, I've seen that and I've had that experience of going into the second division. And I know how bad it could be, really bad it can be. And, you know, we've had a, a few troughs, but Ollie's brought it all back, and it's really been exciting to see what he's doing for the yes. club. You know, we've had a couple of defeats, but I can't understand all the fans getting all upset about it. Do you think, Phil, then, Phil what it is, if we're not winning 4 0 by 20 minutes, and he needs to go, he's bobbins, he's rubbish, why did he start? It's just the way the world is, social like, media. It's like everything's changed since, like, I started watching football football properly, you know, once we had Ronaldo, Rooney, that great side. When we used to lose a game, you know, here and there, even some bad FA Cup games against Coventry, I remember once we lost, and I was like, whatever, we'll get on to it next one. Now everyone just has this mad expectation where you've got to batter every team every week. Indeed. Well, uh, can you imagine how schizophrenic they'd be now? <laughs> oh, yeah. If Tommy Doherty was in charge, we'd be winning 6-0 at home and losing 6-0 away, and everybody would yeah. be going crazy every week. You know, Phil, obviously, 
Good job Twitter wasn't around social yeah. media and under the days of Tommy Dot, mate. We'd all, we'd all be blowing each other up every Saturday. I know what you're saying, we've had, I was obviously around your area, obviously I didn't, I was young, not old enough to go in that second division, but people say to me to this day, the best times of their life following United in that second division. And it was ups and downs, you look at your Southampton in the FA Cup, beaten by a team in the second. That's what it's all about and what, what people have got to realise, you cannot win every game, full stop. There's ups and downs in football, no matter what team you support and um, yeah we've seen that with Paris and then two losses but it's really about how we bounce back and I think our fans need to start believing and backing the lads a bit more as well when moments like that happen to us indeed thank you very much cheers Phil enjoy yeah. London mate oh Phil uh, let's have a chat now about on YouTube let's go over there let's see what everyone's talking about uh, mentioning Griezmann from uh, no. would you have a Griezmann no 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 thank you no no oh, boy, no definitely not now I watched him the other week and I didn't realise for 70 minutes he was on that yeah, was it Juve? He did have a bad game. I think it was more than it I, wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a fair I'm game. Not for the not for the money they won. Oh yeah, exactly. I, I, I think you're going to have another Sanchez situation, and we don't want any of that now. Um, a couple of years ago, would have took him. Oh yeah, a couple of years ago. Wrong time, wrong time for wrong. me. And we don't need it. Wrong time, wrong air, please. Uh, if you could his hair. <laughs> We've seen it. Nah. Do you want to oh, Google yeah. Yo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Court says, what's your perfect summer transfer window this season, Abdul? Perfect summer transfer window? Yeah, about oh. who, who getting in. Who get, who we get in? We get Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Oh. We get Jaden Sancho in. If you say perfect, <coughs> unrealistic. Oh, this one's not realistic. I love Varane. I'd love Varane. Varane and Lindelof would be unfair to have, but I'd go Kulabali to make it a bit more realistic. Um, the licks would have been great but yeah I'd say and let me chuck in Ndidi Wilfred Ndidi from Leicester brilliant defensive midfielder gets about in the midfield um, has a bit more pace than Nemanja Matic distributes the ball well so I'll go for them for realistic signings world class centre half out of them and Koulibaly from Napoli Werby anyone like that? Can't beat Abdullah's can I tell you <laughs> that was a dream transfer window no obviously we I'm not going to name names because obviously that'll happen overnight. Who, who am I? Uh, we need a top class centre and half. Someone who's a bit honourable. Top of the list. Uh, do you know what I'd love? I'd love an out and out goal scorer. A rude Van Nistel Ryesk. Is there anybody about? I'm sure there is people about. But who? I, I wouldn't know. But yeah. we've got to get at least three or four in world class. There's no point in just getting players just to add to the squad. If you're not going to improve it, don't buy it. You know, but it's a massive job this summer. We want to get close to Liverpool and City. We have got to buy. And I don't like us spending, but I can't see. Obviously, I think Greenwood will get his chance next year, hopefully, if he stays fit. But then again, if he's going to just play a bit part, I'd rather send him on loan for the season somewhere. Here's one know. from Harsad saying, no signing should be more than £50 million this summer. Do you agree with that? No, I think the markets... I understand him yeah. not wanting to overspend. You've got to be clever. I know City, City has spent crazy amounts of money, but you've got to look at the way they operate. They're not just chucking crazy amounts of money, you know, 70, 80 million at one player. They are sort of splitting it up in the right way at times. And they got Mendy and they got Stone. Spent a combined 100 mil. I think Mendy and Laporte is better to look at. And that sorts their defence out. Obviously, he's had his injuries, but when he's played, he's been quality for City. So... You just got to understand where the money deserves to be spent. Jaden Sancho going to cost you over seventy million, but is a potential, you know, Bannon Dor, you know, contender in a few years. You never know what happens with him. He's, a, he's balling out in Dortmund, and and he's been brilliant. So, 
You've just bought you clever, but you have to spend over 50 million if you want those world-class players, and especially a world-class centre-half. There's no more time to faff about, you know, with getting potential centre-halves. You've got to pay the money for the best defenders, just like Liverpool did with Van Dijk, and we've got to do that this summer. Uh, Webby and Abdullah, we've got time for one more question, so let's see what the final question is. Let's have a look. Uh, should the club pi- prioritise Jordan Sancho? Abdullah? Uh, Jaden Sancho. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, I've just read it out. Someone's got it wrong. Yeah, uh, no, I think there are other priorities. And uh, for me, it's a world-class centre-half and Aaron Wan-Bissaka from Crystal Palace because I think City might end up getting him as well. And he's primarily proven. Young player. And he's looked brilliant. Uh, I'm hearing Zaha speaking into his ears, trying to convince him not to come to United. So hopefully he doesn't push him away. But... You know, that'll be, that would be a great signing for United. Maybe. Where do you start? You know, obviously, we've mentioned about last season how far we was behind City and we, we never spent well. We've got to have a good window, whatever it takes. We have got the money there. Obviously, don't pay stupid but when United go for you, it adds the extra money on. And it's something what we've dealt with for years, so we've got to deal with it, Joe, you know, and we've got to get the people in the right position. Like I said, don't buy anyone just to add to the squad for numbers' sake. If they're not better than what we've already got, don't buy them. So, massive window, and it might take a lot of uh, a lot of money to do it right. Gentlemen, thank you very much for being on the show. That is it. The time is over. The another phone-in uh, will be back next Thursday, and we can get more into Manchester United uh, in action. Uh, thank you very much to Abdul and Webby Thanks, and Full-Time Devil. Subscribe and like, uh, and Jimmy's up next with some pure and embrace... We'll see you next Thursday. Manchester United Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Excess Manchester. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.